All right, everyone, welcome back to the Paperless Movement YouTube channel. I'm Tom Solid, and today I welcome Danny Hatcher to the show, which is awesome because he got his own YouTube channel and it's always great to connect on YouTube. And he's also talking about productivity. Well, he's talking a lot about Notion. And we, you know, if we don't have enough Notion channels already, there's another one, but we will dig deeper because I think Danny is not only all about Notion, he's also about other stuff. So Danny, welcome to the show. Let um, introduce yourself and let us know what it's all about. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Thank you. It's 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 really good to actually connect with other YouTube creators because there there are some of them out there, but it's it's hard to like we spoke beforehand, hard to connect with them in YouTube with all the comments. But it's it's great to be on the show. I have watched quite a few of the the previous previous interviews. You uh, interviewing some of the other other uh, what to do this CEOs and the rest of them. So. A little bit intimidated with the questions you may be firing at me. Um, but yeah, I, I've started a YouTube channel a while ago um, and did a Notion video. And as I think a lot of creators have found, Notion's done really well. So I did another one and then another one. And I now have a, a Notion reputation. Uh, but as you did mention, Notion is a great app, but it's not the app. It's it's not an all-in-one workspace. It may it, that that may be how they say it, but it's not. <laughs> Thank uh, God that somebody else is saying that. I always feel like when I start to ranting about project management and so on on Notion, or rather the all-in-one tool for everything, I, it seems I'm the only one saying that because there are so many ways to use Notion as the all-in-one tool, and I absolutely agree. You can make it work to be your all-in-one tool. But if you're really efficient and call, can call yourself productive, this is another question I would say. Yeah, something I like to speak. So something I mentioned on my live streams quite a lot and the podcast and things is just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way. So is it really Notion that's the only tool that you use or do you use any other tools? So... The, the tools that I'm currently using, there is a lot, there are a lot of them because I like exploring other applications. So I use Notion, but I also use ClickUp. I also use Google Calendar and then my, my digital apps just in general. I'm using lots to explore them, but they're the ones that I, I have as like a backbone. I rely on Notion, ClickUp and my Google Calendar, like the three of them. Um, but I'm exploring with lots of other apps. So I'm fluctuating between 20 and 30 apps using them. Oh. <laughs> Just exploring how they work. So well, we have something in common there because it's also Notion, ClickUp and Google Calendar, what I use in my uh, setup. But now to better understand why you're using them, maybe you give us some background, what you're actually working in real life, your day job, or is YouTube already your full-time job? So I have, I'm still technically a student. I have submitted my dissertation. So I have technically graduated, but I haven't done the whole walk on stage because of obviously what's going on in the world. Um, so I am still technically a student, so I haven't graduated. Um, my working life was going to be a strength and conditioning coach. So nothing to do with tech, nothing to do with YouTube. You can help me then. <laughs> I was going to be in the gym giving instructions to people that are much bigger than me because I'm not massive, but power, strength. <laughs> arguments um, so <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't have to have big biceps to be able to work in a gym <laughs> that's right yeah you, you just have to know all the science it's um, it's always important that you can raster, run faster than the other one exactly 
Exactly. Uh, so I am still technically a student. The stuff that I do when it comes to actionable work, I obviously create content on YouTube. That is my main my main focus right now because it's what I enjoy. Uh, and then I do work with some clients, some of them in Notion, some of them on YouTube, just helping them, giving them small little tidbits because they're beginning YouTube channels. Uh, I do help some students as well. And then creating digital products on whether it's Notion or templates or different things like that. So it's it's all over the place. Um, and then live streaming and podcasting. My my main focus is fun. <laughs> Good fun. So my the, the two questions I ask myself is when I wake up in the morning, do I want to get started with the day? And when I go to bed, do I want to finish the day? If I want to get started with the day, I know I'm enjoying whatever I'm doing. And if I don't want to stop, I know I want to. I know I'm doing the right things in my day. So I don't really have a, I'm going to do this. I don't have a KPI, OKR, goal setting type mentality. It's a enjoy the day, <laughs> do something you want to, you want to enjoy, you want to do, have fun uh, and then think finance a second, but I am still living at home. So maybe, maybe the priorities will change later on in life, but currently fun first. But there we have exactly the thing, you know, if people are following me on Twitter, they might have seen this tweet when I sent out, um, what's this with every third student starting a YouTube channel about productivity nowadays? I mean, I come from a bit different background. Yes, background. I was a long-term student. I have the PhD, so I know how university works and all this. However, I also have big industry experience working as a team leader. So there's another point of um <clears throat> Uh, another perspective coming into when I talk about productivity because that's actually my day job and that's what I do with my clients and I see now the students coming up and saying oh I read this book and I now I understand how productivity works and I tell you how it works and I used it I mean it is inspirational I, I have no doubt about this and I don't want to be too bad about this because When I was a student, I would have loved to start a YouTube channel back then and so on. So certainly you grow with your tasks and and you will learn much more about this. But do we really need another uh, another student talking about productivity? And what is your defense here when it comes to talking about productivity? So the the general productivity space, I think, is extremely vast because productivity as a word can be put in so many different contexts because yeah. productivity is that lifestyle is that application is that theory methodology books what productivity you're looking at you're talking graphic design strength and conditioning business yeah. you're looking at products sales etc 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 so the the student productivity space is extremely saturated because there are so many students essentially sharing their their life story it's i wouldn't class them as productivity channels I would class them as lifestyle vlogging channels that have productivity topics. Whereas a productivity channel, so like Ali Abdul obviously speaks about productivity, but there is method, there's theory, there's thought process behind it rather than just, this is what I've done. Mm. Similar with Thomas Frank, there is research to back up what he said. And maybe this is the academic in me, uh, but there, there's no peer reviewed research. With so a lot of the let me just interrupt you there. Uh, I love what you say. I really love what you said there. So you positioned the students. I also see it this way now. That's a good point. It is rather a flogging channel, uh, you know, sharing the experiences. And there are many students can relate to what they are and they attract the same students. It's interesting. That's always or most cases medicine students. 
I don't know why this is. I mean, it's not the only thing that you can study in the world, but it seems that's a thing on YouTube. Um, but I absolutely agree. We should dif differentiate. And um, looking at Ali Abdal and Thomas Frank, I also agree. They back up what they say with books and literature and research and also using it in their own lives. Now I'm stuck. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to rant about this, but no chance anymore. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it, it is it is uh, legit. Thank you very much for, for this feedback. I, I mean, something to sort of add on to that as well, when, when you br brought up the medics, I, I think it's inspiration. So obviously we, we've mentioned a lot of the, the upcoming YouTube channels are uh, medical students. And I think that's inspiration from Ali, because obviously Ali is a, is a doctor. So it's it's a they've seen someone do it so they're going to follow in the footsteps and a lot of the students they'll they'll follow someone but they won't be that that innovator in whatever it is which is why i think you're seeing more medical students than other students of other fields such as designers and things like that because there aren't from what i've seen many designer students or coding students or strength and conditioning students science students whatever students there, there's no one for them to look up to as an example, for, for them to follow in their footsteps, whereas Ali's sort of paved, given a path for all those medical students. Yeah, I see. Uh, which is why I think there is there is that, that influx of people. And obviously Ali has suggested that doing videos is good, and it is good. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoy watching them as well, especially his morning, uh, his morning routines. I, I really like it that he doesn't take himself serious in these videos as well, and That, that's what I really like. And uh, Danny, I really like uh, how you see the channels. That's That really brings me a different view as well. So thank you very much. And um, I absolutely agree. They have their following and this makes just sense because they reached a level others want to get to. And this was, is what I had in mind because in my channel we have much more business people we have ceos we have upper management people team leaders uh, but also in education we have professors teachers so it is a different level of productivity or not a different level excuse me it is a different part of productivity and it also makes it complicated uh, between business people and educational people This is already a different way of being productive. And when it comes to note-taking and all this, so I absolutely agree. And when you have a Notion channel, it might make sense to niche down on a certain group. What group do you cover? So when it comes to YouTube growth in general, uh, niching down is obviously something a lot of YouTube coach creators speak about. Niching down, having a specific target audience. Uh, my, my YouTube journey started uh, talking about random things, then went into coaching, and then I did a Notion video, and it did well. So I decided to double down into Notion with the full knowledge that Notion wasn't everything, it isn't everything, and I want to go elsewhere. But I doubled down into Notion because I knew it was a, it was an area that I could grow with to build up the, the, the audience base. And the momentum. And because, sorry? And the momentum. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and because Notion is free for students, students are automatically attracted to using Notion. So it made sense to target Notion student users, beginner student users, and then intermediate, and then move to advanced. Once I've, I've, I've now done over 100 videos about that, I'm kind of, let's be real, sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of Notion. 
Um, and I get asked the same questions over and over and over again, because maybe this is a little bit of a rant towards people watching YouTube, but they'll watch a video and instead of going to another video where they get the answer, they'll put it in the comment section. Yeah. And I'm like, just look at the video. Uh, so expanding from Notion is just general productivity and how you can apply different apps. And this is where I, I, we mentioned earlier, I'm not sure uh, about the digital workspace. Notion isn't a digital workspace because for me, a workspace is the, the digital platforms you're using. So your physical workspace is what's in your environment, your computers, your lights, stuff. Your digital workspace isn't an app. It's the screens you've got open. It's the tabs you've got open. It's the applications you're using at one time. So for me, your workspace will change depending on the context you're in. So if you're working on a, a video editing session, your, your workspace, your digital workspace, isn't going to include Notion because that you can't you can't edit videos on it, so it's not my workspace. It's a tool I use when the context suits it. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, when you do a screen recording of Notion, <laughs> so it's included in your video editing. Okay, so but I absolutely agree. I love this, and it's important that you point this out. And if you're one of my Inner Circle members and you know what I'm talking in there, I talk about the ICO framework that I'm teaching there, which is essentially exactly what you just said. It's about input control, output refine. And we look at the different tools end to end of a productivity system. And people, you know, so many starting the paperless movement or, or wanted to go paperless. Yeah, They start with a digital journal, they get a notability or whatever. And this is good because it's the easiest entrance into the digital world nowadays because you can just duplicate what you did uh, or you can convert what you did on paper already into the digital world with the advantage that you search, uh, your notes become searchable and so on. But then my question is, what do you then? What do you do then? How do you find your information? How do you use your information to get things done? And this is what this iCore is about that you think end to end. And I really like your mindset. It's exactly the same because you think about the workspace. What tools do I need when and for what? And this is really that we need to understand nowadays if we want to leverage the digital world, that it is more than just a tool and looking in course how to implement somebody else's <laughs> productivity system in Notion and then, you know, implement this for months and realizing it's not working for me and then put everything away. And, you know, I think you're nodding. You agree here. Yeah, I have. A, so I have an analogy that I like using. Uh, builders. When builders go to a worksite, they take their toolbox. And it's the same with us. When we go to our worksite, we go and take our toolbox. So I would see the worksite as our digital workflow, uh, our workspace. That's the workspace we're going to, whether it's a, a, a set of flats or just a house, depending on the workspace you're going to, i.e. the context, will change what's in your toolbox, i.e. the apps you're going to use. So you're going to take a different set of tools to a different workspace. And that's exactly what you're, what you're mentioning. So oh, I love that. Yeah. Expanding the toolbox means you can expand what, what workspaces you go into. Because if you don't have the tools to go build a house, you're not going to go build the house, i.e. the video, the, the YouTube, whatever, uh, the business. So you need to build up the toolbox to have the right tools for the right workspace. Yeah. 100% agree. That's great. That that just fits into the, that I'm using Todoist as a personal task manager, but ClickUp for my team management. And it's a complete different way. So you mentioned you're using ClickUp. Do you have a team or do you use it as a personal task manager? 
I don't have a team yet for myself, but I do work with uh, another productivity individual, Jonathan Stewart, who's a, a Notion was what well, Notion ambassador works with Notion and other clients, and both of us have a podcast. Mm. So we we're not a team, but we are a team. So we work together on one project. So I use ClickUp for that, but I also use ClickUp for my personal tasks as well because I wanted to understand the application. Because for me, I want to understand all the applications so I can make a, an educated decision yeah. as to whether I'm going to use it or whether I'm not. And when people ask me questions and they say. ClickUp's bad or Notion's bad or should I use Notion over ClickUp? I can say, well, these are the, the pros of this and these are the cons of this. These are yeah. the pros of this and cons of this rather than going, use Notion because I don't actually know ClickUp well enough. Yeah. <laughs> so there are two things coming to my mind. Um, one is, obviously, I hate disconnected information. So I'm looking forward to the um, two-way synchronization Plexi will offer between Todoist and ClickUp very soon. I hope in January they will have it launched. But also with all the updates coming out for ClickUp, I really tend and tend more and more to go totally to ClickUp, especially with the new mobile app. It is still very basic, but huge improvements. And I first, when I opened up this new new mobile app, I thought, uh, okay, it is no you know no big changes. But then I started using it, and I realized, okay, they really brought in a lot of features that we have in ClickUp. And if they keep the promise, and they deliver what they did in the past as well, they delivered. Maybe later than sooner, but at least they delivered. Um, this could be really become a thing. Um, so that that's one thing that came to my mind. It was really important to connect uh, the information. The other thing is, you were talking about pros and cons, so let's dive into this. What is it that Notion does great and what is it that ClickUp does great? What are the pros from these two apps compared with each other? Yeah, um, comparing them head to head is very dependent on the context you're comparing them in. So when you're looking at context, you're not just looking at task management or project management, personal, team, and then you have all the, the devices as well. So going back to the workflow, an application on a phone will function completely differently to an iPad, to a PC, to a Mac. So I'm going to try and condense the pros and cons to PC specific yeah. because Notion's yeah, own agree. app is pants. <laughs> yeah. PC or Mac, um, but desktop versions, yeah? Yeah, yeah, desktop versions. Uh, because I, I don't have an iPad or a tablet. And mm. I don't typically use my phone for that sort of yeah. work. So I'm going to go with computers. The pros of using Notion, I think, are note-taking, linking, over ClickUp. I wouldn't say Notion is the best at that thing when you're looking at the total scope of the note-taking application yeah. world. Yeah. Um, but when you're comparing directly Notion and ClickUp, yeah. Notion's docs, wikis are better than ClickUp. 100%. I mean, the worst thing in ClickUp is really finding the docs and, and, put, and organizing. I don't know what they thought about this. You can't say I'm the all-in-one solution for everything when you mess up with this doc system. So we, now they implemented relationships and all this. That's coming gr together great. But I think there needs to be a ClickUp 3.0 in order to, to really uh, convince me 
to switch from Notion to ClickUp. So I absolutely agree. I tried to build up my, inst when I started using ClickUp, I thought, oh great, they have docs. It works the same way as Notion. Yeah, you thought so, <laughs> because once you start to build up these docs, you realize it's very limiting, it's clunky. And this is the reason why I have my work instructions and knowledge management in Notion and linked to my tasks templates in ClickUp. So I think we're on the same page here. I mean, I've got to say something. When I first went over to ClickUp, they they said something and I was like, no, no, you're completely wrong. They said Notion is ClickUp is is a powerful version of ClickUp's docs. And I'm like, no, Notion is nothing like ClickUp's docs. Notion's completely different. <laughs> it's it you you can't you yeah. can't say they're the same. Yeah. So I was talking yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're on the same page here because when it comes to databases and how you connect the information with each other and so on, it is not comparable. So the, the real struggle for me was as well building up the uh, video list when I do uh, YouTube videos. I have a database in Notion for these videos to really sort this. Now, actually, I really switched 100% to ClickUp and build up my database this way with completed videos. And let's see how good this works because they have a great way how you can add the links and the thumbnails and all this, and it looks good. So let's see how this works. But I uh, agree for knowledge management, no way that I will use ClickUp 100%. And I think it's the best example. ClickUp and Notion is a perfect match. You need to use both in order be, to be productive. Neither one will make you 100% productive or 100% uh, productive. What is this? <laughs> make you more efficient than using either one, if this makes sense. Yeah. And something that I, I will also add to that is when, when it comes to productivity, it's something obviously very, very personal. So before Notion and ClickUp and all the other apps, I was still getting things done. I was still going to meetings and doing what I needed to do. It's just a different way of doing it. Uh, so I'm actually experimenting with using an Excel spreadsheet for a lot of my management mm -hmm. just to see if I could do it. Okay. Because a lot of the complaints that I see with Notion is there's no offline mode. Okay, I understand that. Can I do it in Excel? And, and linking things together, you can do it in Excel. It's not, not easy, um, but I'm, I'm doing it to just see if I can. Uh, and when it comes to the, the personal workflow, ClickUp is good at these things, but then other things are also good at those. It's, it's finding the thing, I, I mentioned this on a recent uh, podcast episode, I want to try and combine all the best features from all the different apps and yes. <laughs> lump it together. Well, that's like the iCore framework. <laughs> connecting the dots that's that's all what it means take the yeah. best bits and pieces from the tools that work best and that you care about that that's why i'm not taking out a course or bringing out a course and say okay here's my concept how to build whatever uh, i don't want to say any names but <laughs> you, you know how to be a hundred percent efficient and so on when you use the mind method but you have to use notion for this I think that's the wrong approach because the, the ideas are always great and make sense and you can apply these to other tools. And this is really, I think, what we should teach on YouTube rather than saying, okay, we have to use this one tool to do it. I mean, on your channel, you show the solutions and the workarounds, how to build this in Notion. And if you need anything, you can do this. And many other channels do this, do this as well. But I also appreciate that you're also looking to other tools and say, okay, but ClickUp, 
might be the better thing to use. <laughs> I mean, the the thing with the thing with YouTube and content creation, I think this is a, a creator struggle, is that we obviously we don't necessarily need the views. The views are obviously something a, a metric that we're going to look at. Of course, at. we need the views. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a metric we're going to look at. Um, obviously, like having a, a a minimum baseline of views. We don't we don't all need the million million videos that Mr. Beast is getting, like forty million, whatever. Um, but we need a a baseline of views, and some videos will get views, and other videos won't. And it's it's finding the balance of is similar with marketing. How do you how do you give someone what you know they need, but they don't know they want? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, um, and I, I've got a. Well, I'm a, shouting at them. That's how sorry. I do this. I'm shouting at them. I, I have a tongue-in-cheek video coming out kind of soon, and I'm sort of taking taking the mick out of myself a little bit. Um, <laughs> but there's there's so many times where I stop watching a video, a productivity video, um, and it starts answering a question that I didn't have before going into the video and i'm like why am i watching this i just clicked on the video i'm now watching b-roll of something in the mountains or someone making lunch and i'm like why am i watching this video because it's well made so there are these videos that are really pretty to watch and impressive to especially as a creator i think we are we are really drawn to uh, this is drawn a word yeah. we are really drawn to this okay Oh, see, I'm nearly native now. So, um, as a as a creator, we're really drawn to such videos because we want to know how they did this, isn't it? We want to improve our own videos, our own channel, and so on. I think, uh, at least for me, that's one of the reasons why I'm watching these, and I really, you know, have fun watching the, these channels as well grow and say, okay, that's a YouTuber. I'm a YouTuber too, and so on. This is uh, that's a culture. It's that word again, fun. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. <laughs> and that's what I want to... So in 2021, this is something that I want to focus on. Yeah. Live streaming is fun, so I'm going to live stream. I may not get revenue from it. I don't care. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of filmmaking, learning how to make film. January of this year, I was, like I mentioned, I think before the call, I was scared to even be on camera. I was like shaking, just recording my voice. Now I'm on camera, live streaming videos and the rest of it. And I find it fun. So I want to learn how to film make. So my videos may change in style. The content will still be roughly the same. I'm still going to be doing productivity application, software, theory, methodology, where it goes. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I'll be having fun. So I may start doing some B-roll things because it's fun to, to create. As long as it's fun to create, I really, like I said, fun finances. As long as I have enough to have a roof over my head and eat food, I'm good. I don't need mansions and cars and flamethrowers and the rest of the rubbish. Don't need it. <laughs> fun and finances, sorted. Fun yeah, first. Yeah. We talk in two years when you have all this stuff then around you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. The The thing is this channel also started with uh, handwriting note-taking apps in mind. I focused on this down. It became, you know, um, traction and people liked what they see. But I started to realize it's not the thing that I really want to do. That's not all. I'm not all about note taking. I'm about productivity in general and how to get the, and, you know, geeky stuff in the background and all this stuff. That's me. And I started to realize that I start to pivot my YouTube channel in a direction the community I thought wants to see 
and I lost fun over the time. So this is why I decided, okay, I will start these interviews now. I will talk about other apps and this YouTube channel will stay not sponsored by any third-party company. So I can stay, say whatever I want. I can review whatever I want. And Freedom. the feedback is great. I mean, people, that's, that's what people want to see. I think my people and other people, I mean, I lost subscribers. That's good. Good that they're gone because I know the people who stay, they really want to see what I do. And I can do what I think is good, in my opinion. And I, I see you have the same approach there. And only this way you can sustain growing on YouTube or in any other platform or in work. Work life, it's the same thing. If you keep doing uh, what you don't like to do and always complaining that you don't like what you to do, but you don't change anything, well, nobody can help you there. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to like bring the, bring it back to the productivity. Yeah. Fun is my, my big word. <laughs> um, and being productive you, you, you should make an a, you should make an abbreviation out of this, you know, fun with dots, and then make some. That would be the typical thing, you know, fun like fantastic Uber. No taking. <laughs> okay, it was really bad, but that would yeah. be your thing then. Sorry for interrupting. So maybe, fun is maybe. your thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. So when when focusing on something, obviously we we all or I, I would imagine a lot of us understand the the focus time, really focusing on something or uh, the flow state and all those sort of like ideas, methodologies, theories, and stuff around productivity. Essentially, if you're not enjoying what you're doing or you're not engaged in what you're doing, you're not going to be very productive because it, you're going to struggle, you're going to procrastinate, you're not going to do whatever it is that you're meant to be doing. So find a way to enjoy what you're going to do. And that's what I do whenever I'm planning things out or I'm looking to do something. I, I, batch, I batch my tasks partly because uh, it's, it's a, a good thing to do, good practice to batch similar tasks together, but also because I can, then, I can then enjoy what I'm doing. So I won't start, okay, I'm going to start my day. I'm now going to script four videos. No, I'll start my day doing some small, normally irrelevant tasks. Let's check my emails. Let's do this. And I'll just get into a mood to start doing work. And then I'll go, okay, now I'm ready to do work. Now I'm ready to do whatever it is, I then go, okay, I'm going to batch these tasks. And I enjoy batching those tasks then rather than going, I need to do this today. Mm. Because as soon as you say, I need to do this, it takes fun out of it and you have pressure. Yeah, I, I don't like working under pressure. I mean, my, you wouldn't have thought that with my essays, write my essays in the last like two hours before the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> but they are the best then. It was always the same for me. I mean, at some point, procrastination really helps you to, to get out the most, the the good stuff um because if you overthink stuff too long it doesn't get better over time but exactly. the, the problem i had <laughs> sometimes the time was just not there anymore it was just the content that doesn't fit into two hours that i should have published uh, lucky me that it wasn't my uh, doctoral thesis <laughs> <laughs> two hours before <laughs> ending in would be a bit close yeah I really like I really like what I hear there. There's another thing that I hear many times actually and I experienced myself is switching tools and I'm not only talking about switching tools, switching whole productivity systems. I'm I was prone to that as well, switching whole systems, working one or two days or even longer on implementing new tasks and complicated setups and so on and Maybe you can relate to this as well. 
we get excited by this because in our mind, we set up this awesome productivity system and we have a lot of motivation and power. And when it comes to using it, we there are so many friction points, it's not possible to use it. And it's the same with a lot of things that we get, that we get taught that we should do, but it might not work for our uh, use case. And the reason why I'm saying this is, is again, fun. We have fun doing this and it would be also have, or we would have fun ticking off boxes in our system. You see everything works automatic. Next day you have already everything that is there. But it is energy that we put into these systems every day. We, you know, there is not such a thing like the perfect productivity system. It's not like that I'm sitting there every day ticked off all the boxes. There are days where I forgot to tick off anything in Todoist because you are in a rush and the next day it's overdue. Well, this happens as long as you have some parachutes where you can just get back to work or get back to your system. But I think here it's really important to have conventions in place and know exactly where you place what and how these systems work. What do you think about switching tools and, and things like this? I think because of the, the, the way, I guess, my system is, it's very, very, very simple. <laughs> it's these are the things I need to do. That's it. My, my system is a checklist. That's all it is. When it's in Notion, it looks different and it functions slightly different, but essentially it's a checklist. ClickUp yeah. is the same thing. It's a checklist. I've either done it or I haven't done it. Full stop. So when I'm swapping apps, changing apps, adding things in, taking things out, it really doesn't matter as long as I see what I need to do. So I can add loads of automations and priorities and due dates and start dates and all the automations and the changing the colors and do whatever. But essentially it's, it's have I done it? Haven't I done it? Yeah. And the rest of it, all the, the automations, the fun and linked databases and the rest of that, that's all fun. That's messing around. <laughs> it's me having fun. Yeah, good. <laughs> But what what about then in ClickUp uh, the overview of what tasks you need to do? Any thoughts on this? How easy is it to see what you actually have to do? So the way that I use ClickUp, this from all of the consultants that I have seen, what I do goes against all of their advice. Okay, go ahead. I use the inbox. You use um, the inbox. Yes, I use the inbox. Uh, and the reason I use the inbox is I don't want to see all the tasks, all the subtasks, all the checklists, all the sub sub tasks and sub 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 however many they've got now tasks. I, I don't care. I just want to see what do I need to do today or what what do I need to focus on? Yeah. Uh, and and the majority of the time, I will know in my head roughly what things I I can look at my checklist and go, okay, that video is in a couple of weeks. I don't need to focus. Yes. A priority flag is nice, but when you're adding in that priority flag, most of the time, you know, in your head, okay, that needs to be urgent. Why are you adding it? If you already know. So I use my inbox and I have a project. So for example, a website rebuild is a project or a task in ClickUp and that's in my inbox. Then when I go in there, I have all the subtasks and things that I can do and tick off and change and the rest of it. But I know I need to do that thing. And it's an ongoing, a website's ongoing. You're never finished with a website. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, tell me. Yeah, yeah. it's never finished. <laughs> uh, but there are, there are certain things in there that I know I need to get this done or I need to do that. And the reason it works for me is I can go in, I can then start doing something. And once I've started, because starting is the hardest part to getting to, getting to work. Once I've started, 
I, I don't need to go back to my checklist and go, oh, do I need to do this? I No, my, my brain is already on. I'm, I need to do this and I can do that. And four or five hours go by. <laughs> I've looked at all the, the plugins, extensions and adding in pages that I hadn't even thought of before I started the day. And maybe that's going too far sometimes, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And it's all product productive because it's all building the website, which is what I needed to do to start with. Yeah. So it's more of a, my inbox is more of a, okay, I need to do this thing, go do it. And my, my, my interest in what I'm doing, because what I'm doing is fun. My interest carries my day. Sometimes I will only get one task done, but I will have done 40, 50 different things that weren't on my task list at the start of the day. Yeah. So, um, I understand this, but it sounds really like the personal task management. And I, I agree When I is meant to click up, I overcomplicated things. I ripped everything apart and make it very simple for my team. And when it, when a team comes into play and you know, you have to make the conventions for them, how to use ClickUp. This is so important. You have to make the workflows and everything uh, get this in place. And there is not enough then to just have a checklist because there are many um, gears working together. So it works fluently. Um, so I wonder now when this, this sounds really like that to do is might be the better solution for you. I, so when looking at applications, any, any application would work for me Yeah. because I, I could use a piece of paper and I'd be sorted. I could yeah. use Google Canada. I, I could use anything. So I, I, I think that's partly because of the system that I have currently. I, there is no best app for me because my system works in everything. I love this. I love this. And that's what I keep saying when people come to me in the call in in a circle, uh, I talk to my clients. The first thing is, okay, what tool should I use? And I said, it doesn't matter what tool I, before I don't know what you're actually doing. We don't even think about what tool you should use. Or they come in with certain ideas. I want to use ClickUp because it's awesome. It had so many things. And I say, maybe it's not what you need. Maybe to do is, is enough. Ticking off boxes, that's what we mostly seeking for. Having the excitement that we finished something over the day and maybe see some history what we did. And and that's it. And what is really missing in a digital world is this in your face feeling when we have a piece of paper and some checkboxes there. I have it lying on my desk and I take it off. And this is why I have my ultra wide. I have the to-doist list open. And I absolutely agree. This is the reason why I'm still using to-doist. This is what you're using the inbox for. I have these tasks that I need to focus on today. When I go to ClickUp and I see the hundreds of different tasks that we should do, it is really um, draining. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is something that comes from. I th maybe this is my age, <laughs> uh, but I gaming is fun, right? Yeah. Uh, and I love playing lots of different games, and I treat applications as games. So why do I game? Because it's entertaining and it's fun. Yeah. Why do I play with applications? Because it's entertaining and it's fun. <laughs> so the, 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 the backbone of why I use the application to get things done, um, but why I'm using Notion, why I'm using ClickUp, why I'm using whatever, it's fun at that time. I'm exploring the application, I'm learning about the application and I'm, I'm exploring the world of what it can do. Mm. Do I really care that it can do all of these gizmos, gadgets, automate? No, not really, it's just fun. <laughs> I'm exploring what it can do. Uh, which is which is why I don't I don't focus on one app. I mean, yes, YouTube at the moment is just Notion, uh, but that's a content driven 
personally. <laughs> uh, and 2021, I will be going into other applications. But yeah, all, all the apps, all the apps that I explore and that I look at from Product Hunt and all the apps on Android, I mean, there are so many apps out there. I think my database on Notion has like 300 and something apps I still need to explore <laughs> uh, yeah. just because it's fun. What, yeah. what can this do? What can that do? Uh, and it's exploring the app for fun, not for productivity because my productivity is just my checklist yeah that's that's what i enjoy on this channel as well you know testing all these different apps that's that's my fun here i actually published an interview in the background uh, where we talk about gamification and you just mentioned this uh an important thing to keep people motivated and so on i think clickup offers a lot of um playground there as well for the team um and the dashboards and some motivational things to do Yeah, but you only can drive this so far and the more complex your teams become, the more different characters you have in there and you can't please all of them. So it's it always comes down to make it, keep it as simple as possible, give them the room that they can use their own tools or their own checklist or whatever. And and, and that's the way to go, yeah. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, maybe you just tell us in the end, uh, Yeah, your YouTube channel is Danny Hatcher. We figure that out. But you mentioned also a podcast. So maybe you tell us more about this. Yeah, so if, if you're looking for me anywhere, uh, my, my wallpaper is space and I've, I've used that as my, my background. So it's just the same profile picture everywhere, Danny Hatcher, like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever. Um, the podcast is actually Notion Nerds podcast. It was originally Notion focused. Um, and because both of us have explored other applications, we do talk about other applications moving into 2021. We may go elsewhere, but it is currently called Notion Nerds Podcast, and you can find that on all your podcasty stuff. And so Notion, Notion Nerd Podcast, and this is the podcast you manage in ClickUp, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you very much, Danny. Very nice to have you on the show and I'm looking forward to talk you, to you in the future. And yeah, yeah it, it, it'd be great to have you, uh, have you on the podcast. And we, of we can course, talk uh, this was an invite then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll have to sort that out for 2021. <laughs> okay. All right. See you then. And see you in the podcast. Yeah. Probably we listen to each other in the podcast. We hear us in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Danny. And see you next time.